Welcome to Tales from the Grave, from the banks of the River Ribble, in the old West Riding of Yorkshire. In this series we've covered some amazing characters of stories of heartache, pain and cold-blooded murder. This story is all about a young girl called Peg O'Nell, whose only crime in life was to be just that, a very beautiful young lady. Welcome to Tales from the Grave. Welcome to the banks of the River Ribble. It's peaceful, it's tranquil, but way back in 1795, a terrible, terrible event took place here. The murder of a young girl called Peg O'Nell. Let's hear her whole story. Our story starts right here. We're going to turn the clock back to 1795. Now this gorgeous building situated behind me was indeed the home of the Starkey family. The Starkey family were textile barons. John Starkey was an exceptionally wealthy man. He made his way to the city of Liverpool to watch the ships coming in, laden with cotton from Louisiana, Mississippi and indeed Egypt. He would go to the merchant's halls in Liverpool and there he would buy and then have the cotton brought here to the West Riding of Yorkshire. He met a very, very beautiful young lady in the merchant hall called Peg O'Nell. Peg was 17 years old and she came from Wicklow in Ireland. She was a stunningly attractive young lady. When Starkey saw her, his heart fluttered and he became besotted with her. He brought her back to the hall and offered her a job here as a scullery maid. Now Mrs Starkey was not at all impressed because it became blatantly obvious that he was showing young Peg a lot of affection. To add to poor Peggy's woes, the head butler here at Waterhall was called John Vickery and Vickery had two daughters, Isabel and Jane, and he wanted Isabel and Jane to marry the two Starkey's sons, James and Ian, so therefore he looked on young Peg as a real threat as well. Things came to a head when Mrs Starkey found her husband in a very, very embarrassing situation with young Peg. And that night she thought, I'm going to mete out my own justice. In the early hours of the morning, with the help of Vickery, they made their way upstairs to the top of Water Hall to the servants' quarters where Peggy was fast asleep. They pounced on her. They tied her wrists together. They tied her ankles together and they gagged the poor girl. They carried her down the twisting staircase, down the slopes here towards the river, where there was a waiting rowing boat. In the rowing boat was a long chain attached to a heavy metal object. 
they put Peg in the centre of the rowing boat and rowed out here to the centre of the River Ribble. They then tossed the object over the side of the boat and as the chain accelerated into the water, poor Peggy must have realised she had only a few seconds of life left in her. Mrs Starkey removed the gag and she shouted, "And hunches for the rest of your lives! And she flipped over and into the river and was dragged to the bottom of the River Ribble. Starkey and Vickery then uh, rowed to the centre of the river and came onto the other side of the river and made their way back to the hall as if nothing had happened. The following morning, John Starkey came down for his breakfast. Uh, where's young Peggy? His cruel wife said, oh, she's gone back to Ireland. That's strange, never told me. The two Starkey boys came down for their breakfast. Where's Peggy, mother? Oh, she's gone back to Ireland. Of course, they too, like their father, were quite sad. They had no idea that poor Peggy was actually here at the bottom of the River Ribble. A few days later, both Mrs Starkey and Vickery, the head butler, felt some remorse because they could actually hear the sound of a soft Irish voice emanating from in front of the building. There was a stone statue of a female. Mrs Starkey was convinced that Peg's ghost had somehow taken over the statue, so therefore she gave orders to Vickery to get a hammer and chisel, chisel her head off and throw the statue and the head into the River Ribble. In 1929, the statue was found, just the headless statue, and that was placed on this side of the riverbank, just beneath the, uh, the weeping willow across the other side of the river. Both Mrs Starkey and Vickery felt remorse and they left, they ran away together and made their way to the Caribbean where they both got involved in the slave trade business. However, Peg's ghost is still haunting this very, very riverbank. As a professional tour guide, I came across two people who've literally, yes literally, come face to face with the ghost of Peg O'Neill. When I started my tours in the area in 1987, I met two young lads from Ribblesdale School and both boys had a great trade. It was called salmon poaching. In the dead of night, they would come down here to the river and they'd throw a net across the river. One lad on the Yorkshire side, the other lad here on the Lancashire side. As they're walking up the stream, they would catch salmon and they'd sell the salmon to the local fishmongers, the markets, and indeed the odd hotel. However, this cold October evening in 1987, they made their way down to the river. It was pitch black. The clouds suddenly parted and bright, bright moonlight illuminated the river. They heard a strange sound, almost like a young girl singing at the top of her voice, almost like a The sound got louder and louder and louder, and Peggy's ghost materialised on the Yorkshire side of the River Ribble. The lad on the side of the banking uh, dived into the water and attempted to swim across it. Halfway across, he felt something tug his ankle. He screamed in horror and realised that the salmon net was actually entwining around his left leg. Through sheer brute strength, he got to this very area here and clambered up the banking, gasping for breath. As he looked to the right, he saw a figure wearing a long, long white dress with uh, large puffed up sleeves, which was typical of the 1795 period which poor Peggy had lost her life. He ran back to Clitheroe. His story was well documented in the Clitheroe Advertising Times newspaper for 1987. In 2006, I got a telephone call from a young lady who was in fact a district nurse, a midwife. She was driving her little red mini metro down from Waddington Fell after bringing a child into the world as she drove down towards the bridge here, Brungley Park Bridge, there was a mist emanating from the river. 
she slowed her vehicle down and there she saw a figure standing in the centre of the road. Uh, to a horror, she noticed that the car headlamps of the Mini Metro were shining straight for the apparition. Uh, she selected first gear, second gear, third gear, and drove at great speed towards the object. The object entered the engine block, entered the dashboard, went through her and out of the back of the vehicle. She was stunned and she burst into tears. She drove home and told her mother and father. Her father said, no, 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 you have not seen a ghost. You've run someone over. I'll contact the local police. Clitheroe police dispatched the constable down to the bridge armed with a flashlight. He checked the road surface, he checked under the bridge, but could find no evidence of anyone being hurt or injured. He then contacted the local hospitals. There wasn't a single road traffic accident reported for that period of time. It was put down simply to a sighting of poor Peg O'Nell, whose only crime in life was that beautiful day in 1795, meeting John Starkey in the city of Liverpool. They say there's a curse relating to her, and that curse is that every seventh year, Peg will claim the life of some poor soul in the River Ribble. If she can't claim the life of a human being, she'll claim the life of a fox or a cockerel. And as recently as the 1950s, the staff at Wadder Hall used to place a cockerel in a cage every New Year's Day in Peg's old room. In the last century, the cockerel was found dead on 14 occasions without a mark in its body. Wadder Hall is now owned by the Girl Guides Association of Great Britain, and guides will come from all over the world, all over the country, to spend weekends here at Wadder Hall. However, they've all heard about the ghost of Peg O'Nell. <laughs>